You wouldn't have a clue what was going on if you just walked into the hall of the retirement home. I can't. Look, I'm really walking from But you'll be grand once we, we'll, we'll dress you up a little bit and uh, you'll look splendid. Yeah, I mean, you'd love it. I can. Donald, who's in his 70s, is standing in front of Emma, who's in her 20s. I'll do it tomorrow day if you know, not in my uniform. No, no, but today we want you. Yes. <laughs> He's zipping up her fleece persuasively. No, oh, you're fine out now. <laughs> This is uh, Mr. Manny, no, please. Emma works in the retirement home. I'll do it some other time. But Donald isn't one of the residents. He's a TV producer for the local television station. We're in McCroom in Mid Cork. It's Wednesday morning and the local TV station, LTV1, I'll tell you about LTV2 later, LTV1 is about to record tonight's programme and they're using the small hall or recreation room in the retirement home as their studio. That's all very well, except they haven't got a presenter which is where Emma comes in. Well, when she came in, put her head in the door. Donald latched onto her. You can do it. Look at the cut of my face and my hair and the rest of it, for God's sake. Then so you'll have to sort him out there. I'm over 45 years, for heaven's sake. Look at the lovely, fresh face, Emma, you have. And the beautiful no. complexion. Please, Emma. No, Mr. Rennie, I can't, seriously. And I won't talk to you anymore. You're going to follow me? Look at that lovely, lovely blush now. Lishna, Lishna and the slanter, they call that. She'll be down now, the girl. She rang Linda in the office. There are two other presenters in the room. What about the go? The G sound, was that OK? Yeah, that was yeah. Anne, who does the entertainment news. I was promised wardrobe and I was also promised makeup this week. And it didn't happen, so I'm considering... I'm considering my future. <laughs> Just the way it goes. And Brendan, who does the features. He's 91 now. Somebody do the maths on that. 1930, do the maths on that for me, don't you? 91 on the 5th of March. Today, he has a panel discussion on a local priest who died the previous weekend. Oh, yeah. So he went into cold. There's a silent witness to all this. A tall, grey-haired man. He's standing on his own in the centre of the room with a beatific smile on his face. He's dressed the way farmers used to dress. Two-piece navy suit underneath a v-neck jumper and underneath that a tieless shirt buttoned at the neck. He has his hand on a large TV camera and a tripod. It's his camera and to most people in the area it's his TV station. This is Dan Joe Kelleher. Okay Dan Joe, we'll rock and roll. He was, he was in, the, in the piper wasn't he? He was, yeah. yeah and that was 1982. Dan Joe's a retired farmer with a farm a few miles outside the town of McCroom. Where are you bringing me to now? I'll bring you at home first to the, uh, our central broadcasting place. Central broadcasting? Yeah. <laughs> is that the farm? It is. Good. That's right. Good. Yeah. So it, it is from there. there uh, all that uh, material goes out. Right. This is how Danjo sees the countryside around him as he drives along. Is that grainy, uh, hasn't it? As a farmer. If you're sheep. Oh, I see. Yeah, because the sheep, he, 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 he rears. Yeah. As a proud corkman interested in history. We've got a lot of archaeological sites as well, as I you see, see a sign there, yeah. Cairns. And Danjo also looks at the countryside as a broadcast technician. That's Mullaghanish now. That's the RT transmitter in Mullaghanish. Oh, I see. Yeah. That's for the southwest of the country. So you grew up looking at that? Well, we started going up. We were up there when it was being... Did you? Put up, yeah. 
so this would be it. This is your house. Is that a satellite dish? It is. Yes, hello, Doc. No, 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 no. Aren't you, Grace? I need him, I need him. He will do with you. By the way, come in there and you lift it. Are these your tripods in your. So, all the farmers have Wellington boots in the hall, and you have tripods in the hall, and. I know I should have. The front room of the farmhouse. Dan Joe will admit it to himself. <laughs> it's a bit of a clutter. Yeah? Videotapes. Everything, yeah, that's right. The, the place is full of them. Hurleys. But what clutter? DVDs. 20 years worth of equipment and programme tapes. Microphones. Cameras, everything, yeah. God, you've got big, you've big television cameras. Yeah, those you have to. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, this is your editing suite here. It is, yeah. On an old dining room table. That's right. And you've video recorders over there. And that's right, yeah. And, and um, rows and rows and rows of different tapes. There's some of the older tapes now. There would be Betamax. They'd be going back to the 80s. Okay. All the 80s, yeah. On the other side of the room is a computer. Dan Joe's burning me a DVD of extracts from some of his recent programmes. In Lucy's Lane and had a, a chat with the girl walking there in that shop. Let me bring you that interview now. There's the interview with the owner of a new Polish shop in McCroom. Uh, today I'm talking to Agnieszka Pinahawa, who has, with her husband, opened a shop here in uh, down on Barrett's Place, on the entrance to Barrett's Place below the post office. This is a Polish shop. But what do these shops have to offer? What can you buy there? What in their great diversity might attract us into A feature on a new resource centre. This new centre uh, was opened last September. I have with me Seamus O'Leary, who's the actual manager of uh, the centre here. Seamus, uh, welcome to LTV number one. Thanks very much, Pat. And um, just give us... An interview with a local nun who worked in Africa. So, For two years. Okay. So were you actually... Uh, you went up in Turkana, you visited Turkana. Oh, I did, yeah. Did you? I did. <laughs> yeah. That was, the, that was the area that Father James Good was It was. In, I visited it? Father James Good there, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And was Father Pat Kelleher from Mahina Parish? I think he was. He was up in Kitui, I think, wasn't he? Kitui, yeah. yeah. Danjo has three sons, only one of who is partially involved in his local TV station. Danjo's wife, Margaret, died in 2004. I suppose it's, 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 it's a missing life that you're... It's, it's, it's a missing out in life that you, that you can't get back, really, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a vacuum in life when this thi- these things happen. So this is a solace in a, in a, in a strange uh, sort of way. You know, is it? Well, I, I think it could be that for a lot of people that do get involved in it. I feel that as well. That a lot of people that do get involved in doing things for a community, whatever way it is, whether it's helping a person or otherwise, if they do something good and makes people happy in life, I think that is very important. That right. you can do something in life for others. Uh, and I think the more natural you do it, like we're doing it in, in, what we're, in the programme we're making, the better it is for the person viewing it. He says for some of the volunteers over the years, the local TV has given them a focus and a purpose to their lives. Instead of maybe going to the bar, you go to, you go to this and do this and that was it. No. Instead of going to the bar, you go to the edit suite. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the meter for city of equipment. 
So it's a big box with a handle on a little television right, screen. Uh, is yeah. that like an oscilloscope or...? Uh, it's just a spectrum analyzer. Oh, is it? Yeah. And what do you, how, what do, you do? You plug an area into well, it? Well, for tuning purposes and to get everything and, and the frequency properly and, to, 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 you know, to, 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 do it, to do it right so oh. that it won't cause interference. Yeah. That system is, is properly filtered and proper power output and all this sort of thing. So oh, there's no distortion in the... So you never got any hassle about interfering with no. ambulance services or any of that God, stuff? God, no, that wouldn't do it all. <laughs> we, <laughs> we wouldn't. How many, how many, are these all satellite dishes here? They're, they're I'm pretty out BBC 2 at the moment, that's out on the air at the moment, through the South Coast system. We were pretty out EWT in there for a while and this sort of thing, yeah. So. That's the religion, Dana's one, is it? That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And have so. you stopped putting that out? They wanted to, to change to BBC Two instead of it, so that's we were pushed to do that. The so pagan locals, do they? <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> and you have more wires and equipment in the in the car. Oh, should that help us? You 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 get used to that help us, Margaret. How do you know where everything is? Back at the hall of the retirement home, the main presenter has arrived. She's Trish, a transition year student, and she's come with two friends for moral support. Come on, girls. Sit in. But the other presenter, Brendan, now has to leave. He's the presenter for the panel discussion on the recently deceased priest. I've left, I've left a list of Father Finn's parishes after me. Uh, for heaven's sake, Brendan. I'll be back in time. Trish is ready for a rehearsal, but not before Donal attends to her. Fix up the tie a little bit. Does he always do that? Does he always do the hair and the makeup and the. Oh, yeah. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> Whenever an inspector used to come to school and go, every, we, we were all in a flap. We were going around getting people to tidy themselves up and to pretend we were working hard. Why are you doing her tie? Can she not do her own tie? Generally, the, generally young people... I can. Generally, young people don't My dad have no idea. Gone. They have no idea if the winds are oh, not. What's he doing? You're Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you see, there's the, that's the Windsor knot now, and that oh is my. a beautiful knot. It's a double knot. Did you used to teach these people? Oh, no, I'm, I'm left to school now, I suppose. Uh, Why are you fixing my fleece? Ten years. Good evening, viewers. This is your LTV1 programme. Your community television program I'm your presenter for this evening my name is Trisha Kennedy I hope you enjoy tonight's program I now hand you over to Pat O'Connell for the news and sports that's great and then about 10 seconds and you say thank you Pat and then we go on to the next item now we'll halt between the items and we'll give you a chance to draw your breath why don't we take number two, Mr. Director?
So we're in Mill Street. That's right. Why have we come to Mill Street? Well, we have come into the LTV2 territory and we hope to meet some of those people that are involved in that area, producing programmes and have a word with them. And they're working on something this evening, are they? They are doing an interview now, I think, in the minute around five o'clock, so maybe we join them up then for that. Okay. In a hall in Mill Street, a group of local children have gathered. They're there to learn how to juggle. Well, you could even try catching it under the leg. So you throw it, put your hand, hang on, <laughs> hand under the leg. Like that, maybe. Hand under the leg and catch it. That's a bit of a difficult one. One of the teachers is Cahal. Part of the build-up to the European Juggling Convention. It's on the Green Glens Arena here in, uh, in July. Is it? Yeah. Great yeah. stuff. And so they're going to participate in that, are they? That's the plan, yeah. The, the workshops were kind of they were asked for as a kind of an attempt to integrate the local community into it because apparently a lot of things that happen in the Green Glens local people don't get to hear about it Okay. and the whole thing about um, juggling is that it's meant to be integrated and it's all kind of open to everyone so instead of keeping it closed off in the Green Glens we've got this going on so the kids here will get a, a discount for whatever they decide to come along to On three can we have a big ladies and gentlemen as if you're in the circus, you ready? One, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen. The team from LTV2 are there. A really special feature here. We are in the Mill Street GA community hall at this very moment. LTV2 is Mill Street's local television station, set up with help from Dan Joe Kelleher. The European Juggling Convention is... The team from LTV2 are two Seans. Sean Radley, the reporter. And what's so very wonderful about this is that local people have already... And the cameraman, Sean Murphy. We just came here to see we're going doing a small piece on this 10 minutes. Okay. You have a little bit of oil on your face and your hands, do you? I do. I'm farming. <laughs> so what were you doing before you came in here and got the camera? I took out silage, fed the cows... <laughs> so I go home. I'll do this now. I go home and I milk the cows. And who edited it? Um, probably me. And where's the editing suite? It's above my place at home. All oh, right. So you're just like yeah, same so as Danger. Danger. Yeah. 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 So great. this will probably go on maybe maybe next week. Well, that's only going to try and be the juggling yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, you know I do be up for it. All right. <laughs> Heading up one of the mountains where Danjo has his transmitters. Is your car all right? It is. I think so anyway. Hope it brings us back. <laughs> Henry Ford didn't know when he was selling you this uh, car if, that it was if, going if, to. If, if he took this advertisement now, he'd sell a lot of cars. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you wanted a quick way of taking the sump off the bottom of the engine yeah, now, you yeah, could. Yeah, it, it, is, it is a good test for any car, isn't it? It's not chilly, Mike.
the, those are transmitting antenna. Vertical polarisation, yeah, which would be the same as our T1 and 2. Linked from home to McCroom, and from McCroom up here, from here then down into Mel Street. They're all tuned to frequencies that are not interfering with any other frequencies. And what's in the, in the blockhouse here? That's where the equipment is. Inside the blockhouse, lit by a bare bulb or a few shelves, and on them, small little metal boxes with wires and dials and buttons and lights. What are we looking at here? This is part of the transmitting equipment, down there. All right. It's very small, isn't it? Do you expect it to be huge? Yeah. Oh, no, what is that? What are you adjusting? This uh, yeah, an automatic gain control, but... Uh, I generally don't do any adjustment without uh, the meters, so I have, I have no meter with me, but that's fine, it's working fine at that at the moment. That's about it. Are you from McCroom by any chance? Yeah. I'm asking people, I'm with the radio, I'm asking people are they watching local television at all? Yeah. Do you? Oh yeah. What do you watch on it? Three words on. Is it? Yeah. Well, what's your favourite? Well, just the local news and things. I think it's brilliant. Do you? I do, yeah. Why is it so good? Because it's local and you know, you know people and all that. Like, you know, and, yeah. and you're watching out for faces and things? Well, you would be like. Really? Well, you know, like, maybe people you wouldn't see for a while. You'll see them on television, like, and all that kind of way. If we don't go to the St. Patrick's Parade, I watch that every time on it, and, well, I like the rest of it, really. Do you watch it at all? No, not really, no. Why is that? I have no interest in it, no. You have no interest? No. The, lo- the local stuff at all, no? No. Who would watch it belonging to you? The parents would watch it. Would they? Yeah. And why do you think they'd have an interest and you wouldn't? The local area, though. I'm asking people about local television. I'm wondering, do you watch it at all? Um, my mum does, so it can be on sometimes. Like, but and what would you watch on it if, if you were? Um, what does she like on it? Well, there's a lot of stuff from like our schools and things like that. You know that you know people from and kind of watch that sort of stuff. Kind of things just that are happening around the town and like the St Patrick's Day stuff. And it was very interesting because everybody was around for that. You know, so you'd see, like, oh, I know him. And for people who don't live in a smaller area, in a small community, why is it important to look at people's faces? Why is it important to spot people you know? It's just for recognition, I think. A lot of people maybe don't get out. A lot of the older people don't get out, and it's, it's good for them to see it now and again and see some of the faces that they would normally see, like coming to town on a Tuesday, just even if, if the market is even filmed. I think that distractions are wrong distractions. They might be exciting, they might be otherwise, but they're no help to the person. But I think people help each other and there's a lot of good in people and I find that in life. And I, I get on very well with people, thanks be to God. What's a wrong distraction? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, some programmes that are broadcast are, are, are not beneficial to people, really. Like what? Well, I, 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 I don't like to dwell too much on that, really. But, uh, sure do, you're in the business. You yeah, can... well, I mean, that. Um, I mean, you, you, you've got a lot of... Violence and a lot of uh, some soaps that I, I don't agree with them either. Mm. You know, in that sense, yeah, 
I, I wouldn't. I think that they're putting things into people's minds that are no help to them, and maybe afterwards, in 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 the course of their life, if they get upset over something, they might draw back on something they had heard in a on a program, and it might be of no help to them really. Right. Is there an argument that the story of a community is the story of what's good in it and what's bad in it? So, if you're going to tell the story of rural Ireland, you'd have to tell the story of road accidents and suicides and attitudes to drink and things like that, as well as the good side, the neighbourliness. Yeah. I, I, w- I would have no objection in talking about road accidents and suicides, but I don't want to be prying into the, you know, the person's private lives or an accident or otherwise. I mean, that's their own. If the accident otherwise, I, I wouldn't want to be the cause of you know, any embarrassment to them afterwards in the line of, you know, of the accident otherwise. Right. So, I mean, that's a personal thing, I think. And I think it's there, there are lots of things that are personal which are overdriven. I think you talk about people that did wrongs in the past. I'm not pinpointing any section of the community, but I think generally a person that does something wrong, there's something wrong that doesn't hit the eye. And I think it shouldn't be exposed. And I think... A person that does something wrong should be treated privately for the problem they did. That was always the argument to do with, say, something like child abuse or something like that, that, Mm -hmm. look, leave it to us and we'll deal with it. And the problem was it wasn't dealt with. I I have no problem dealing with someone. A person does does something wrong, definitely. They have to be Mm -hmm. dealt with. But I don't think that, that publicity in the media is the best way to deal with it. I think it has to be dealt with. Privately, they have to be treated privately, and and the, and the whole thing should be seen to differently. They sh- it shouldn't be overlooked. I, I totally agree with that. But I think maybe the person, the guilty person, often there's some weakness in that person when they that do the wrong things. And I think it's a medical problem rather than doing a thing in their full free will. Uh, yeah. no, good night and good luck is um, one of the posh phrases of broadcasting. You know that. Yeah. Back at the hall of the retirement home, the recording for tonight's programme is going just fine. That's it, Trish. You may buzz off now. <laughs> Trish, the transition year presenter, has just finished recording her introductions. Would you like to do it another week? No, you're <laughs> <laughs> no, Thank thanks. you very much, Trish. Why did you not enjoy it, no? I just don't want to be on TV. I live in Bangalore and they're all in the pub now on Sunday. <laughs> I won't tell them until tomorrow. (laughs) Anne does her entertainment news. Hello, everyone, and here is the entertainment in the locality for the coming weeks. Now I have a message here from Breed, from Unad Kultura. And then Brendan comes in with a panel to discuss Father Finn. something magical about his presence. Very special, you know? Yeah. Um, A lot of people have... have, um, can remember incidences and stories about Father Finn, Jerry. Can you... Can you remember anything in particular? Well, now he was a very, as this is a very jolly man and a great mix and all that. But at the same time, he was the parish priest and he was the boss. In the middle of it all, Danjo, smiling shyly, getting his shot, getting the sound right, and making sure nothing offensive is said. And the first meeting he had with any committee in the parish was the school board. Danjo didn't mention it to me, but some of his programmes from the last 20 years are on hard disk in McCroom Library. I asked to see them and watched one of them. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Our first competitor here this evening is Mrs. Bridget O'Callaghan. 
A report on a best-dressed lady competition at a spring show in the town in the early 80s. Bridget is wearing a red suit and red hat and white blouse. And as I was at the PC, people gathered to look over my shoulder. And to do what people do best when they look at old pictures. That, that's Betsy, isn't it? Is it Betsy or is it Margaret Lynch? That's Betsy, isn't it? That's not Betsy. No, no, no. This is the one I thought was Betsy. Oh, it is too. Who's that speaking there now? I don't know. I can't. And she seemed to have been MC on the day. Oh, look at Jean Hickey. He's a neighbour of ours. He's only recently dead. Right. And Mrs. Neville. Mrs. Um, oh, God, I'm hopeless with names. Danjo says his local TV station doesn't sell ads. That's uh, Nora Murray. That's right. I, you're great to come with the names. I know yeah. who, who they are, but I can't. Go it's run by volunteers. Nora does her son work up in um, Cronin's. They collect a local subscription to fund the transmission network, and all the other equipment is paid for out of Danjo's own pocket. And Sister Columba, she hasn't changed one bit, has she? Who could write books about our children? But for Danjo, this. This moment in McCroom Library with everyone looking at one of his old programmes is the payoff. She remembers only the good times with him, you see. She just remembers all the bad times and the notes that were sent home. I'm sure that's Kate. It is too. That's is Kate. It? Yeah. Betsy's daughter? Yeah. I could stay looking at these for hours. I'm in an awful hurry, you see.